For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 45 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is July 31st, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Rob, good morning. Happy Saturday. How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great, man. Another another beautiful Saturday out here. And uh, it's just nice knowing that our Lord and Savior, Chris Bryant, <laughs> is in, en route or will be soon out here to the to the west coast and man did the giants cut that close yesterday but man they they got a little action done and whew, feeling good about it feeling good well yeah let's just let's jump right into it um i well i first of all i i do want to say on behalf of us um thanks to giants chatter our, our other admin our members our non-members that even tuned in um we had a great trade down, deadline special yesterday it was a lot of fun um, also Roger Munter, Jeff Young, Mark DeLuke. Um, that was a fun, it was a long morning. It was five hours, but it was worth it. Uh, especially towards the end, obviously, but a lot of fun. Lots so thank fun. you guys for your support. Um, thanks guys. Looking forward to do it again next year. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Hey, the giants go get Chris Bryant. And I, I think the, the funny thing is, is obviously we've been, man, I, I'm still tired. I know you're tired. <laughs> um, we, we've been like covering this stuff for pretty much like the last five, six days. Realistically, we've been glued to our phones, trying to feels like longer that's going on. Yeah. But we wanted to be fully prepared for everything yesterday. And we were, I think. And, um, yeah, it was an exhausting week and it takes all the way down to the final four <laughs> minutes. Uh, it was at 1256 Pacific, I think when, um, Deluki and I kind of like broke it at the same time. Uh, cause Jeff Passon from ESPN tweeted it out, but it's like, dude, Farhan really went all the way up to the end here. Um, I was starting to get worried. I kept thinking the Giants were going to do like one or two minor deals. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know what? Keeping the faith to the end, the Giants go get their perfect fit. Yep. I mean, he was the perfect fit all along, you know, some guy who can play every position. Like I really believe if Farhan could go in a lab and create a baseball player, it would be Chris Bryant. (laughs) I I mean, that, that is, you know, he's like the, the Ben Zobrist on, on steroids, you know, from back in the day, you know, it's just a perfect fit for what Farhan and the, the Giants want to do. And yeah, cut it close. But I think, um, you know, I think they got a pretty good deal there in the end. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, well, your lab comment is, is a great way to put it. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly how Farhan wants his position players 
um, to be, you know, guys that can, it's a defensive versatility, play multiple positions. Obviously, Bryant can play third. He could play first if you want to. You play left, center, right. Um, so he is a huge plus to what the Giants' structure is, how they're built. And um, now you're getting like the best built guy for that structure. Um, so just to kind of go off of what you said, but, you know, the question this whole time, well, one thing, Farhan, I think, does a great job of, he doesn't panic. He really doesn't care what other people think. And I, I actually really like that and respect that about him. But, you know, you take it all the way up to the end. You see all these other teams make moves because the way the Giants are built right now, top to bottom, including the farm system, they have a ton of leverage. I mean, they still have the best record in baseball on July 31st now. They didn't have to sell the farm to stay competitive for the rest of the season. Um, and they didn't, but they still went out and got better. And I think Farhan obviously knew that. Um, he credited, of course, and we kind of anticipated that if they did go and get Bryant, um, Scott Harris would be a big reason of that. And he credited Scott Harris and his you know, previous relationship with the Chicago Cubs and Chris Bryant um, in getting this deal done. So, you know, the, what the Giants are getting is a very good baseball player. He's 29 years old still. Um, you know, I think he has seven million remaining on his contract for the rest of this year, which the Giants were more than happy to pay because they can. Um, he's having a good year. Ninety-three games played, uh, hitting two sixty-seven with a three fifty-eight on-base percentage, slugging five hundred three um, with a one thirty-two WRC plus. Uh, his, uh, you know, his K rate's a little, little up at twenty-three point eight percent, but not awful. Um, and he gets on base almost eleven percent walk rate. So. But I think, yeah, the, the thing that sticks out to me is um, Chris Bryant is a guy that, yes, like we mentioned, he can play everywhere in the field basically. But, um, man, he's going to be so huge uh, to this lineup. Um, and I think we're finally getting like a modern-day prototypical two-hitter. Um, I think I don't so. know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I – you know, he's could be a guy who – stays in, in the uh, two hole. He, he came the tool every day and you know, the giants do a lot of tinkering around with, with their lineups, m- mostly due to injuries this year. You've had dudes hitting all over the place. Like I think the other guy, Posey, you know, you know, the last few days hitting in the, in the two hole. Yeah. But I mean, I think everybody's had a shot at it at some point this year. Wilmer Flores, you know, Brandon belt, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on and on really. And yeah, to get, have that c- consistent, you know, hitter in the, in the, in the two hole, like that's, that's a big spot that they really haven't, haven't had without taking away from guys hit, hitting in the three hole and hitting in the four hole. So yeah, I, I, I think you're right on that. I think he's the going to be the, the two hitter on, on this team most of the time. That's, yeah. that's my guess. I could, I could be wrong, but especially against left-handed pitching where he's, he has just thrived this year and the giants have not, he has destroyed lefties. I think he, I want to say he has the fourth, fourth highest o- OPS in baseball against lefties, or so, something like that. It's, it's it's pretty high up. But yeah, lefties have killed the Giants this year. It's been a contrast to last year. So hopefully, uh, you know, he can uh, rectify that bad situation that that they've been in. Yeah, and and I did want to touch on that. Thanks for bringing that up. He he is, you know, especially after last year when we're like, man, the Giants hit left-handed pitching really well. This year, not so much. And I don't know if, 
I, I don't know. I, you can, I can't really explain it because, I mean, they have pretty much the same lineup, the same dudes as they did last year. I don't know if maybe it was just a 60-game anomaly, which it could be. Um, Facing the same lefties repeatedly pretty much. That, that's a great point to the schedule because, yeah, uh, you right. know, they only faced a handful of teams in those 60 games last year due to travel right. restrictions and stuff. So it was right. a, you know, compromised schedule. But, you know, looking at Bryant in the two-hole, um, 64 of those 93 games he's played in, he has hit in the two-hole for the Chicago Cubs. 264 plate appearances. He's hitting 269, very respectable. 14 home runs, 32 RBIs. Um, so he's done most of his damage in the two spot, which it's, you know, usually I think you and I would agree that for the longest time, usually you put a, a guy in the two-hole that can guarantee, you know, or uh, have a good chance at moving over the leadoff guy. That's their, that's their job. But now, you know, you get a guy like Bryant who's not afraid to walk. Um, he'll work counts, get pitch counts up, and also um, be able to drive the ball out of the ballpark in the two-hole. So, mm-hmm. um, again, this just all goes back to a prototypical perfect fit for the Giants, no matter where you think of him at. So. Yeah, and he, and he uses all, all fields, too. He's a, he's a player that's tough to shift on, too, a lot, a lot like Buster Posey. You know, he's yeah. not – He's not a dead pool hitter. Like, like, let me just throw out a name like, like, like Wilmer Flores. Like, you pretty much know Wilmer Flores is going to try to go left field most at bats. Yeah. So, yeah, th- th- this is a very significant uh, upgrade. I, I, I gotta say, and at the twenty nine in the prime, prime of his career, and the ability to resign him long term, and yeah, this is and the way Farhan waited it out and waited for the Cubs to deal Campbell. Rizzo, Baez, and then with five minutes left, all right, man, what are you going to do? You're going to keep this guy? Yeah, here's my offer. You better take it. Yeah, it it made no no sense to hold on to him. Even I I get it because Chris Bryant is right up there with an Anthony Rizzo of a guy, you know, that's going to go down in Cubs history as like uh, an all-time fan favorite. Obviously, you know, this group that they just departed with the last few days is the, you know, the core that brought them the first world series championship in 108 years back in 2016 and, and Bryant's right at the center of that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think he's a, a four-time all-star he's an MVP uh, you know, all those other stuff. He's, he's already had a very accomplished career, but now let's talk about Chris Bryant and you know what he means for just beyond this year. He's 29. So he's in the prime, his prime right now. Um, he's healthy, you know, this is and from I I was glad to see Farhan talk after the deadline went down yesterday and he seemed really excited, first of all, for the Giants to get Bryant, but it sounds like Chris Bryant is excited to be a giant. I'm, I'm trying not all to do this rhyming, but um, you know, Chris, it sounds like Chris and, and of course, you know, you'll hear the cliches like, Well, I want to be there, of course. This was my first destination, yada yada yada. Everybody says that, but yeah. Factor in, Chris Bryant is from Las Vegas. I mean, he grew up playing ball with Bryce Harper, right? Um, right. You know, so he's, he's back on the west side of the States. Um, family's not far away now. They can come watch him, and it's closer. Uh, you know, I, I, I just see him being a California guy, and I know his agent, Scott Boris, so, you know, negotiating contract is not going to be easy after this year. But I think there's a very good chance that, Things go right the next couple months. He performs. The Giants, you know, go on a postseason run possibly. Chris Bryant is, you know, getting maybe a four- or five-year deal after the season with the Giants. I think so. And I think it's just it's a good fit for for him, you know, being, like like you said, a, a legend over there in, in Chicago and 
pretty lo- you know loyal to the fan base. Like uh, we were tweeting out his uh, reaction yesterday, or retweeting it, I should say. And yeah, I mean he, yeah he he was emotional, man. You know, getting out of there in D.C. You know, when that trade went down. I mean that was uh. So I think um, he's basically, you know, to do a little analogy, he's basically the the Buster Posey to that fan base over there in, in Chicago. You know, they didn't start winning until he showed up. Yeah. So I, you know, it's it, it's a good move for him because you know, you know, Giants fans are loyal to a freaking to a fault out, <laughs> out here. I mean, I, that's a different discussion for a you know another time. But yeah, I think this is a good fit for him. I think he'll. He'll like he'll like it out here, you know, playing in front of a fairly packed you know packed house most most nights when we're not in a pandemic and yeah I think this was this was the right move for him you know overall and maybe maybe he wasn't lying you know maybe he really did want want to want to come here above Los Angeles and San Diego and Anaheim or anywhere else out out here on the West Coast so yeah yeah and they, the Giants have the flexibility basically to give him and Scott Boris, whatever they want almost in the off season. So it's pretty much, it's going to be an interesting uh, winter. Hopefully they can solve that before, before then, but you know, we'll see. Time will tell when a world series and it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Winning cures everything. Uh, let's, yeah. let's talk about what we gave up here. Now. I, I think we can both agree that um, this ended up being a fair exchange. I think, um, but it, it does kind of hurt because I know I've been really vocal and and um, big on Caleb Killian, um, who's been really good in Double A. I mean, we had Roger Munter on yesterday, and you know my one to two questions that I wanted to ask Roger were centered around Caleb Killian, um, right. and he, you know, Roger said he's not sure if he's going to end up being a reliever or a starter, even though he is working as a starter right now. Um, it, I'll be curious what the Cubs do with him, but. Um, I'm, I'm, I think that, you know, Killian has a, a good shot to be part of that Cubs rotation, um, you know, by the end of next year, 2023. Just having so. a really good year, kind of the flying under the radar, gaining traction prospect. And then, you know, you give up outfielder Alex Canario, who, you know what, it's not like he was having a fantastic year, but really showing off the power in – San Jose, I know he was starting to cut down on his strikeouts. Uh, they're, get, they're getting two really good pieces here with Caleb Killian and, um, you know, Alex Canario. So what, what do you think about the two pieces that went to Chicago for Chris Bryant? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're right about Caleb Killian. You know, he was flying under the radar with the, with the flying squirrels, man. You know, that, that's really interesting. <laughs> but no, no. But no, he, he was having a hell of a year. You know, 24, you know, so he was really, he's really just coming in, into his own. And yeah, I mean, 96 strikeouts and, you know, 84 innings. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's right on par with where you want to be in, you know, in this day and age, you know, you know 0.81 whip, you know, 2.13 ERA, 6-2, and 15 starts. So, that's 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 pretty good, you know. You know, Richmond and the in the East Coast League, you know, that's more based off uh, based for pitching. So yep. you take that for for what it's worth. But he seemed to be really coming to, into his own. And Roger Munter, you know, says much to to us yesterday. So I think the Cubs are getting a good piece there. And yeah, and, and whether he is a starter or or reliever, I really don't think that the Cubs care at this point. The Cubs just they need guys. They need young guys that are coming with some game and the same thing that I can say about Alex Canario, you, you and I saw him play a couple, a couple times this year. 
you know, out, out in Stockton when they were playing the, uh, playing the Giants, you, you know. We all said the same thing about a lot of the guys at line. You know, strikeouts were up, but it's it's a different game. But he had he had been been, been cutting down OPS up to 758. You know, very very good. You know, average 235. That's right on par with everybody these days. It seems like, yeah. but plus power. You know that that San Jose lineup was was so loaded and so good. You know, he was hitting seventh most nights. So, you know, it's. 21, who knows how good he'll get. You know, we, we really don't know. But for a guy like Chris Bryant, I think it's worth it. And for for the Cubs with and all the prospects they got in yesterday, you know, especially from like the White Sox, you know, I think it was a great fit for them too. I mean, they just raked in whatever they could for all their uh cornerstone pieces from over the years. And but yeah, Canario and uh Killian were we're going to miss them, but you know, we're going to like Chris Bryant too. So I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, we'll be just fine. I mean, I'm, I have the MLB.com's top 10 Giants prospects in front of me and beautiful thing, nothing touched. So, you know, the Giants got their piece, uh, you know, to move forward and compete this year, hopefully beyond. I think we'd all agree it'd be nice to have Chris Bryant after this year as well. But, you know, looking at all these guys, you know, Hopefully, a, even just a handful of these guys are up in within the next couple of years with Bryant and the Giants and winning World Series with these homegrown talent. Um, so, uh, I think the number one thing, and and we'll kind of move on, but I know a lot of people were talking about you know like untouchables this week and um, Joey Bart being linked to possibly be involved in this trade. Some people even talking to Elliot Ramos, but I don't think there was much credibility there but I think Joey Bart I'm sure Farhan got some calls on Joey Bart this week and you know because getting a future catcher that's I mean he's 24 but still fairly young because he's pretty much as ready to go uh you know major league wise and not be at the major league level as anybody um you know except maybe like you know Akibit Ruiz who got Mm -hmm. dealt uh from the Dodgers to the Nationals so right you know uh yeah, it's I, we kept Joey Bart. We keep our catching leverage. We have Elliot Ramos. So the prospects stay intact. So the future is safe. And, you know, let's just enjoy the rest of the season. Yeah, there was no reason to uh, blow up the farm for any reason. You know, I know the the Dodgers did, but the Dodgers are a different team in a different, you know, position as a franchise than the Giants. And, and Farhan could have – he could have panicked – you know, Thursday night and at the, the Dodgers made that move and said, all right, screw it. I'll give you Joey Bart and, you know, I'll give you, uh, not Luciano probably, but I'll throw in Ramos, but you give me Craig Kimbrell and, uh, Chris Bryan and okay, let's go. You know, we got to compete now, but no, he didn't do that. You know, he stuck to his guns and I mean, again, you know, waited out longer than damn near any other GM, you know, yesterday and got the deal he wanted and, put the Cubs in a spot where, you know, it was this or nothing. So very, very, very savvy by far on. And it keeps Kyle Harrison, Joey Bart, Elliot Ramos and Luis Matos and all these other guys, you know, on the farm and, you know, ready to roll. Good point. Um, the, uh, so yeah, Farhan makes that move with minutes remaining uh, before the deadline yesterday. And then obviously, and we were talking about it, all of us were, Sometimes you hear about moves that go down right after um, that get officially executed just before the deadline. 
And the Giants brought back Tony Watson, left-handed reliever um, who has previously been with the Giants um, uh, even through last year, but uh, was with the Angels this year. He's 36. Yeah, he's 36. 36. So he's getting up there in years. Um, (laughs) He's appeared in 36 (laughs) games this year, 33 innings. He's got a 4.64 ERA. um, His FIPS at 4.1. So he's Mm kind of had like a below average year. Um, Right. But you know, we know Tony Watson. He's he's always had a great changeup, and it sounds like he's actually throwing a little harder uh, at this point in his career than he has. So. A little different, like so. Last last year, he averaged eighty nine point nine on his fastball. This year, it's ninety one nine. So he's throwing hmm. about ninety two miles an hour on average. So, you know, I'm a little. I, it was kind of like a a torn one for me because I liked Tony Watson when he was with the Giants. Um, I don't know what his role is going to be right now. I know uh, Brooks is pretty adamant on, hey, the Giants could use another lefty reliever. I know that they have Jose Alvarez, they have Harleen Garcia, um, but as I noted with you know you guys in the private chat last night watching the Astros game, um, Garcia's thrown in five of the last eight days for the Giants, yes, um, which is quite high. I hope he's done for the weekend, so he's good to go next week, but I don't know. Is this just a – what do you think of this move? And we'll talk about what the Giants gave up for him in a minute. You know – it's hard. It's hard to really gauge it because I think going into the deadline, I don't think we really thought a lefty reliever was a a real need for for this uh, team. You know, like you said, you know, you got guys like Jose Alvarez, you got Caleb Berger, you got Harlan, you know, Harlan Garcia. You know, you you got you got Jake McGee, you got lefties, and you can throw Connor Menez and guys like and Sam Selman who got traded. You know, I mean, these yeah. these are guys who have been on the team this year so okay we had a little technical difficulty but i'm going to get back to rob he was talking about uh how tony watson fits in um in the rest of, with the rest of this bullpen so rob please continue uh, tony watson fits in because he's a great guy <laughs> you know he just yeah man of the people everybody loves him but no um yeah he um you know he's had a couple a uh, couple of rough out- outings this year you know he had an outing uh against detroit last month well i mean today's july 31st yeah still technically last month june 16th yeah where he <laughs> gave up six runs it didn't record one freaking out so and that then hurts. he had yeah yeah that, 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 that does not look good on your old era and then he had an outing against texas in may where he gave up four runs and just a third of an inning. But other than that, you know, he's been pretty solid. So, and because people were freaking out yesterday, I had pl- we had plenty of people asking us, what are they doing? What are they doing? And we don't really know what they're doing, but w- with Tony Watson, but other than bringing back an, an old, old veteran piece, but you know, his, his ERA, that's what people generally, generally look at, you know, most people. And it's a little high. It's like four, four and a half, I, I believe. So, you know, it, Stats are slightly skewed, and that's kind of what happens when, you, when you're a reliever. You have one or two bad outings, and your ERA doesn't really recover. But the the, the main thing that's concerning to me, because because he, he has been pitching better late, as of late, so that's that's encouraging. But I I think he only has like th- like thirty strikeouts this year, or no twenty twenty five strikeouts in thirty three innings, and that's you know in an era where we're always asking, all right, let's put in the guy who can 
get get the swings and misses you know yeah. we because we don't trust contact because we're shifting and you know we can't trust anybody to play defense anymore which is true i mean you watch everybody on twitter and stuff they're like oh man we strike out guys so okay that's a little concerning i will say that but you know it sucks to lose somebody like sam selman but who has been been on that taxi squad for the last couple of years it seems like and but i don't know what do you think you know did the giants give up too much i you know i'm looking at the pieces i and this is why i kind of brought up the question within our admin group yesterday i said you know, if you were to tell me, hey, Doug, we're going to go get Tony Watson at the deadline. What do you think it would cost to get up or to give up? And I would say player to be named later, you know, maybe two. That's it. So um, the Giants do give up Selman, who, you know, has has been very minimally used this year. He's appeared in eight innings, just seven games. Um, so he hasn't really done much this year, but they also throw in. Uh, Jose Marte, who's been with uh, High A Eugene and Double A Richmond, um, who's not having an awful year. Um, 3.57 ERA in Richmond in 22 and two thirds, uh, you know, uh, 36 strikeouts. Uh, so he is very much a strikeout guy. Uh, and then the other one, I'm sure you can remember with me too, is uh, Ivan Armstrong, that big old dude. Uh, who's been thrown at the end of games for the San Jose Giants. I mean, he is a presence on the field. Um, And he's been pretty damn good in San Jose. Uh, A 188 ERA in 20 games, does have a couple of saves. Uh, In 38 and a third, he has 43 strikeouts to 14 walks. Not a bad ratio for a young reliever. So I know it's like, of course, nobody knows the – you know, future of prospects and are they going to pan out? They can get injured, of course. Um, but, you know, Armstrong's freshly 21 years old. He just turned 21 on July 27th. Right. Um, I just think I, I'm looking at these. I'm just like, I don't think we needed to give up this much for Tony Watson. Um, so I'm kind of just blah on that. And I think there are other bullpen options out there too, that you probably could have came, gave up maybe the same package or, you know, swapped in a, a lower end bat prospect and got a more proven arm. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on it. Cause I like Tony Watson. I just don't know what his role is going to be in this bullpen. And I'm not crazy about the outgoing, um, pieces. So maybe we'll have to throw it in the mm-hmm. simulator because I don't think we ever saw it. In yeah, the maybe. We, I wonder what, you know, the value is there. Yeah, so. I wonder. Yeah, we didn't even think to do that yesterday. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of, but there was, a lot, there was a lot of trades, you know, you got to give yeah. us a break. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a little different. So, I mean, those are basically the two moves that the Giants made yesterday. They go get Chris Bryant for Caleb Killian and, or Caleb Killian and Alex Canario, and then they go get Tony Watson for – Sam Selman, Ivan Armstrong, and Jose Marte. So, The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details.
Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Rob, I'll let you go first. What's the grade you give the Giants at this trade deadline? Yeah, I'll give them a, I'll give them a solid, solid B. I, I, I guess you know, it was because uh, I was with you, man. I, I really thought they would make a couple more low end moves. You know, maybe go out and try to poach a, a Wade Miley from Cincinnati. You know, a Robbie Grossman from Detroit. You know, just like. I mean, you, I mean, obviously you get Chris Bryant, you don't need Robbie Grossman, but yeah, yeah. I, but I was thinking they would go out and get another, maybe another pitcher, you know, a back end just for a little bit for depth, you know, purposes, you know, Aaron Sanchez did come back last night and actually looked pretty good for the, for the good. most part. So, I mean, that'll help the rotation a little bit, but I think Chris Bryant, you know, that that's an impact player right there. Like that's, that's a game changer. You know, he's not, He's not Scherzer and Trey Turner. If we're talking, we're talking, you know, the Dodgers. But that's that's pretty good for a team that's already in first place, has the best record in baseball, and hopefully has a couple other guys coming back as well soon. So, I think a, a B is a solid solid grade. Like I, I think a guy like Rizal Iglesias would would have been nice, you know, instead of a guy like Tony Watson. But I'm, we don't know. That discussion might have gone down, but. The Angels ultimately didn't trade Rizal Iglesias, so obviously they value him a little more than we originally thought. So, uh, but yeah, you get Bryant, and then you get a bit of a wild card with Tony Watson. I'll I'll give that a solid B without giving up too much. I am right there with you. I think a solid B. I I, I think a B is fair. Um, obviously, yeah, you go get your guy who you probably needed more than anything in a Chris Bryant. Um. And obviously defensive versatility, fit him in the two hole, power bat. So that already right there, like that's an A move. But it's the lack of other things that didn't go down. And, you know, we're starting to see, and I'll tell you what, I think after the last like two weeks, so probably three-ish starts for Kevin Gosman, and then the first through the first inning last night, we're going, uh-oh. Cause, you know, and, and I was talking to you guys um on our private thread throughout this game. Uh, you know, I don't think he's not healthy. I think Kevin Gossman's healthy. He looks fine. I think yeah, he is. But I think it's a mechanical issue. I mean, his his fastball's really inconsistent uh, with command right now. His splitter's not diving down like it usually does. Um, so I'm a little worried about that. But also after that, the next couple of innings, it felt like he kind of got a rhythm going. I'm hoping he can use that into his next start. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Anthony Scafani, fantastic season cannot pitch well against the Dodgers. And you know what? Right. It may come down to that, especially now that the Dodgers went out and got Max Scherzer. So that rotation and Danny Duffy. So that rotation is back to being very, very good. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, I, Logan Webb's been good. Um, obviously, Aaron Sanchez looked good in relief last night for two innings. Um, you know, Alex Wood, for the most part, has been good. But here's the thing with the, these guys. And Johnny Cueto looked really good the other day. But the thing is, is – uh, 
any of these guys can go down at any point. And I know you can say that about any pitcher in any rotation in baseball, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, with their history, it's just not very deep. I, I, I'm at the point where I don't trust Sammy Long. Um, you know, yeah. our other our other, you know, I guess you could say starting pitching options over in Tokyo right now, pitching for Team USA and Scott Casimir. Um, right. And I don't trust him either. Um, no. Go Team USA. Uh, but, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, I guess you could throw Sanchez in the first start or two. But other than that, there's nobody really ready in the farm system to be brought up and be like, hey, we need five to six innings out of you. I know Kirby and Castro has been getting a little amped up in innings um, for the River Cats, but he probably wouldn't be used more than a opener, an opener at this point or maybe a kind of a long relief option. So they didn't address the starting rotation. They minimally, minimally addressed the bullpen. And they really addressed something that they probably didn't need to address because, I mean, yes, getting Bryant is a huge plus. May not have been a huge necessity per se. And I know I'm kind of backtracking on everything I said, but you get Tommy LaSella back maybe as early as today because, I mean, he's been playing well in Sacramento. Longoria hopefully should be back in the next couple of weeks. Brandon Belt hopefully should be back in the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, solid B. And all that talking for just a solid B. So, uh, yeah. Right, right. So I, I um, think, I mean, just, just to add on real quick, yeah. you know, outside of, outside of guys like Scherzer and, and Berrios, which I, I do believe the Giants were, were in on Scherzer, Berrios we don't know. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, there wasn't really any other – starting pitching game changers on, on the market. It was really down to those two guys. So like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, well, cause you, cause the concerns about the rotation right now with Gossman struggling are, are real. Like I will hundred percent agree with you there. And it was just, okay. Obviously you're not going to get Scherzer when the Dodgers are forking over their, their top two prospects for him. That's just, okay. He's gone. And then Barrios, yeah. Barrios is the guy that we, we really don't know about. But other than that, you know, it was, it was slim pickings out there. It was just back end arms. Like, like I said, the guys like Wade Miley, you know, dudes like that who aren't really going to really help you in a playoff series. I mean, they could give you four or five, four or five innings, possibly, you know, if they're on against a good lineup. But yeah, it was it, it was tough. You know, it was it was tough, a uh, tough pitching market. You know, Kyle Gibson, too, you know, and he's kind of he's backtracked a little bit as of late, you know, with, with the walks. So it was yeah, it was hard to make a real impact in that rotation this at this deadline, to be fair. Well, that's true. But you also look at, you know, and I'll, we'll talk about the Dodgers in a minute, but um, I do agree with you. I think the Giants were in on Max Scherzer. But you look at what the Dodgers ended up giving up in that trade. And, yes, of course, they got Trey Turner, another big piece. But, you know, Dodgers did end up giving some significant – prospects in that move and mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking farhan was like you know i just yeah. i don't think this is worth it for us right now um yeah so i wanted to to move on towards uh just we're gonna do two winners and two losers from this trade deadline so um <laughs> would you like to go first or you want me to go first i'll go first are we doing winners first or losers let's do first? winners first winners <laughs> the real winners <laughs> yeah everybody and every, everybody's favorite team the los angeles dodgers it's my big winner, you know, and we've, we've talked we've, yeah, we've talked about it at length, you know, in our, in our admin chat on, on the post, you know, everybody's pissed. And but there are some people who are like, Oh yeah, the giants, you know, they're making the Dodgers, you know, 
go all all in and stuff. And and they are. You know, the the emergence of the Giants did really force this trade. I I will agree with that. But you know, when you're when you have the window that the Dodgers got right now, it's it's worth it because they have a championship team right now and they have no concerns about getting more more prospects and building up more guys for, you know via the air national signing pool you know the draft mm-hmm. I mean the Dodgers are, are they're right there with the Giants when it comes to scouting and stuff so to them with, with the championship roster that they already have obviously because they are the, the defending champs and they've been the best team in baseball for three four years now I would say yeah. I mean it, it's a move that you make right now with all the injuries that they have you know they don't want to miss out on this opportunity and I think, yeah, so yeah, Scherzer and Turner, but then, then they get Danny Duffy for a player to be named later. I mean, just as, as an insurance policy, basically a throw in, mm-hmm. maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't, but even if he doesn't, so what? So, you know, as a, as a fan of sports, you know, I can appreciate what, what the Dodgers did for their fan base yesterday because they want to take advantage of the window they have. So, they, you know, they're one of my winners for sure. Uh, do you have, what's your second winner? Ooh, my second winner. You know, I was still kind of kicking it around, but I got to go with the Blue Jays. You know, the okay. Blue Jays, you know, we just talked about Jose Barrios, and we don't know if the Giants were in on him, but we know the Twins were in on him, or the Blues were in on him, because, you know, they got him. You know, they they got to give up uh, Austin Martin to get him, you know, and, and the other top prospect, that's, that's Simeon Guy for his name. Richardson, yeah. Simeon Guy, he's got like three names. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's Simeon Woods Richardson. That's, that's what Simeon Woods Richardson. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. great. Name. And so so they you know they get him. You know I I knew a lot about Austin Martin, and that's you're giving up a little bit to get a little there, but that's that's what you got to do. And and they they go out they get Brad Hand as well. That's you know that's a underrated you know you know piece out of a bad Nationals bullpen. So yeah, and when you're when you're a Blue Jays fan you're asking you know how the hell are we gonna really compete with the yankees and the red sox and and a team like the rays who who they have top notch scouting you know in, in baseball and, and very smart people in the analytics department yeah how are we gonna compete with that well you know you go out and you you, you make risky moves you know at, at the deadline and barrios he'll be on that team next year as well so that way they don't have to necessarily throw out guys like ross stripling and you know, do dudes like that in, in big games. So I mean, you you can have you know Hunjin Ryu now. You got you got Barrios. You got Robbie Ray who's having having a good year. You know, all of a sudden their rotations you know you know looking looking all right with with a, a young you know energetic lineup with that's tons of power. So so if I'm a Blue Jays fan, I'm feeling real good about things, and I'm feeling real good about uh, going back to Canada as well. You know, they just got back, so that's great. Real and, winners. And- and ended it on a uh, barehanded grab. Uh, and I think there were 15,000 at Rogers Center last night. It sounded like there were about 50,000. So good for the city mm-hmm. of Toronto. Good for Canada. Um, yeah, good, good couple days for them. So my two winners, this is going to be boring. <laughs> it's the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. And, and I know, I know. Uh, well, what, I'll, I'll try not to go too into detail. I'll take the losers first then so I can get most of my explanation. <laughs> but okay, fine. You know, regarding the Dodgers, you said it. You go get Max Scherzer. You go get Trey Turner. Um, and, you know, they just got Corey Seager back yesterday. Uh, this team's ready to go now. And, yes, I know um, they've been without Kershaw for a little bit. Not sure when and if he'll be back. Um, so, you know, 
you, you go get Danny Duffy, who's probably going to be available in the next two weeks, it sounds like-ish. Um, another left-handed arm having a really good year from KC. But, yeah, you go get Max Scherzer, who, yes, he's 37, and I've, I've seen a lot of people – well, he's 37. Well, dude, have you seen him throw this year? He's still Max freaking Scherzer. <laughs> he's still very um, good. Yeah, and you know, I'd say there's probably a 70% chance now uh, if things go well. Like, he's going to end up signing a two-year deal probably with the Dodgers after this year and stay there, which sucks for us, but whatever. Yeah, it sucks. Big um, ones. But then you get a Trey Turner who nobody even was talking about maybe getting moved this deadline and he's under control through next year. And he's one of the best shortstops in the game. He's one of the fastest dudes in the game hits for average hits for power. I mean, it's just, it's annoying, but um, if you don't have the Dodgers at or towards the top of your list of winners from this deadline, you're wrong. Um, Cause unfortunately they did, they totally won this deadline. And yeah, in regards to the blue Jays, you know, you go get, Brad Hand, uh, the, the, the Blue Jays more than anything needed bullpen help. They go get Brad Hand. They go get Joaquin Soria. Um, oh, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Too. Yeah, it, it, throw him in too. And then um, uh, obviously they go get Jose Barrios, who, which you mentioned, is under control through next year. He's like 27. He's having a good year. Um, so, and, and mix him up with Robbie Ray, who's having a resurgent year, and uh, Ryu, who's having a great year. And then, obviously, like you mentioned, the, the lineup's already there. Vlad's going to be an MVP candidate. Um, you know, Bichette, Biggio, I mean, freaking Gary L, Springer. Like, this team is good, dude. Um, the Blue Jays are very good. And so, they went from being a good team to a real wild card plus contender, I think, in the AL East. Um, so I think so. Those are definitely the winners, and we both agree. So, the biggest losers uh, – I, <laughs> it's funny because they're both coming from the uh, NL West. And the first one I'm going to start off with is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, obviously, I mean, we can go back as far as before the season, this team moved Nolan Arenado to um, the San Diego Padres and probably didn't get enough in return. Um, but it's, it's, it's not what they did. It's what they didn't do. Uh, they held on to Trevor Story, who is, you know, a really good shortstop, big power bat. Um, I think he's 27, 28. He's in his prime. Uh, he's in a contract year, though, after the season. So now what you're looking at is the best-case scenario now for the Rockies are they offer him a qualifying offer after the season. He turns it down, and they get a draft pick for him which who freaking cares? Like that's right. what you get for Trevor's story, you know, and especially towards the end of the deadline issue, you even heard the Giants link to him, which I don't really see the fit there for the Giants, but Farhan probably could have went and got a Trevor story bat for not much yesterday. And in the uh, end, yeah. Think, yeah, especially at the end, it's like, Hey, you guys have no leverage here. It makes no sense for you to hold on to story. So like, you know, we'll offer you this, if you give us him, you know, and we'll pay the rest of his contract. So, um, but then the other confusing part too is John Gray. Like, why are we holding on to John Gray? Uh, you know, you could have got something for him. I know, I know Herman Marquez is, is probably the best pitcher and he's, he's having a decent year, but it's like, you know, you could have at least got something for John Gray and they held on to him. And so it's really like this deadline really showed how incompetent uh the Rockies front offices 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know that <laughs> their record's not as bad as I think most of us thought it would be. Uh, you know, they're 44 and 59. But, you know, they're in the toughest division in baseball. They're not doing anything this year past October um, or past the end of the regular season. So it's like, why, why not re- hit the reset button right now? I didn't get that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in limbo. So I don't really know what, what they're thinking by keeping all, all their, uh, you know, quote unquote assets right now. It just, yeah, it's mind boggling. Yeah. So my other loser and you know, this one's kind of, uh, kind of makes me smirk a little bit. The San Diego Padres, um, you know, they went out and, and it's all what they've done up to this point. And they sold their soul to, be brought to national media attention on a daily basis now to compete for world series. And trust me, this is, this is a good team. I am not taking away anything from the current Padres, but um, I mean, you have one of the biggest stars in the game, Fernando Tatis Jr. Who exited last night's game with guess what? A left shoulder injury. And trust me, I, I, Tatis is really good for the game. I, I I hope he recovers quickly. And I'm saying this as a Giants fan. Baseball needs Fernando Tatis Jr. I hope he's only out for a couple of days and somehow comes back. But if you didn't see this coming from a couple months ago when he partially tore what his labrum in his shoulder, I mean, it was bound to happen. We, we all saw this coming. So, But yeah, what they did at the deadline yesterday, they've brought in all these names for like their starting rotation. You Darvish, who's having a good year. Joe Musgrove, who's having a good year. Blake Snell sucks. Chris Paddock sucks. Uh, Denelson Lamette can't stay healthy. Can't play. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they needed to really go get some. And Jose Barrios probably made more sense for the Padres than did for the Giants. Because uh, guy in his prime, 27, under control through next year. They have, they even though they've unloaded a lot of prospect, they still had enough prospect capital to probably go get a Jose Barrios. Didn't happen. And – you know, on Thursday, uh, you know, Ken Rosenthal came out and said, Max Scherzer to the Padres is like all but done. They have the pieces set, agreed upon. And I'm sure we'll learn more about it. And if this came out already, correct me, but I'm guessing this came down to Scherzer saying, hey, I'm not waving my full trade clause. I don't want to go to San Diego. I'm going to go somewhere else. I want to go to LA or San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's it. It could be. But the deal fell through, and hours later, you know, the Dodgers and Nats have a, de- uh, a deal made. So, And then they brought in, you know, Daniel Hudson, who's a former starter, reliable defender in the back of the, uh, the bullpen, but, you know, it's Daniel Hudson. And then they, they go get Jake Marisnik as well. But right. the Padres did not do enough. They are five and a half, six games back of the Giants right now. They're three, three and a half back from – uh, the the Dodgers, do I still think they can make the wild card? Absolutely. Do I think they can yeah. make it past the NLDS? Hell no. I, I I don't think the Padres can do anything past the NLDS this year. And if that's so, um, you know this forced Padre Dodger kind of rivalry that we've had shoved down our throats this year is nothing but a catastrophic failure. I yeah, it's that's yeah, funny, man. Like because I. I'm not gonna lie, I had the same two teams, but but that's okay. <laughs> We're boring. That's okay. No, 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 that's okay because I, I I'm like kick the Padres off. Yeah, I'm gonna let them off the hook for right now. 
because you know it, it could have been worse, I guess. But I must go in right now on the Colorado Rockies because they have no excuse. Yeah, that was horrible. That was the worst trade deadline in the history of trade deadlines. History of deadlines. Any deadline you can think of, it was the worst. But <laughs> I mean, just to do nothing and to have all these—I mean, at least a few coveted pieces that people have been linked to for weeks. We, we talked about John Gray in our, in our trade preview, yeah. you know, a, a, like a month ago, you know, says Steven brought him up and I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, why didn't I think of that? John Gray's got to go, right? Oh no. Um, they're saying he wants to sign. He wants to sign an extension. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, he doesn't. That's, that's gotta be the biggest lie ever. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. So you, you hold on to him. And you hold on to Herman Marquez, a, a guy who made the all-star team. Yeah, um, he's having a good year. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he's good. They he's could, good. Yeah, he's very good. But what, if, if you're his agent, what, what, what are you saying yesterday? Like, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, how, how is my client still here? Like, the, the Cardinals, all these teams who have injuries, pitching, galore, nobody wanted him. That is the biggest bag of BS of all time. And then we get to Trevor's story. You're going to get a draft pick, a draft pick. You, you know, you were able to get the all-star game in your park and you put, and he got to be in the home run derby. You had every opportunity to promote him over the last couple weeks. And great point. What in the freaking, what, what are you thinking? You cannot hold on to him. Because you're going to lose him. He ain't coming back. You know, he'd rather go play in Tokyo or the KBO League in Korea <laughs> than go, can they go back to the Rockies. I swear to God. You know, he's, he's so over this. Like, and you can see it on the field. He, he took a rest day yesterday. Did you, hear, did you see that? He got scratched on the lineup yesterday. He took, he took a, a rest day. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, he took a rest day. And they won, by the way. That was kind of crazy. They beat the crap out of the Padres. But, yes, thank you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm sorry. You know, I can I can kick the Padres out. You know, for, you know, you know, for the sake of this discussion, but I, I'm not giving the Rockies a pass. And then we go back to the Nolan Arenado trade, anyways. So they came into this season look like dummies, right at the gates. Their GM quits. It's it's awful. It's just a whole bad situation. So do you so, have a second team, or are you just yes, going Rockies one and two? <laughs> I, I could. I, I, I I'd like to. No. Okay. No. 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 And this. This has nothing to do with the returns that this team got in their trades yesterday because they made a thousand trades. But you know, I guess I'll get back to you in 2024, 2025 on the on these trades. But how how can the Chicago Cubs not be losers yesterday? They tore down the franchise. I mean, that is a sad. I mean, I felt bad for for all the Cubs fans yesterday. That is a sad, sad, sad day, and. You know, I'm, I'm sure, like, Nick Madrigal, you, you know, that, that that's a nice player that, that, that they got in that White Sox trade. And we know who they got from the Giants and with with Killian and Canario. I'm not saying they didn't get good, good prospects yesterday, but that is a sad – I mean, that, that felt like a funeral yesterday for, for the for the Chicago Cubs. It, it, tr- it truly did. So you're putting and, the Cubs in there basically for the bevy of outgoing pieces rather than the, yes, because I was gonna say the piece, I agree with you. The pieces they got coming in return were not good. bad. They're they're not bad, uh, especially well, we know mean, what we gave up. And yeah, like you bring up Nick Madrigal from the White Sox, but who's had a great year? I mean, they did. They did give up. They gave up a lot of 
Chicago Cubs history within I mean, 48 the fr- hours. The franchise, I mean, just a- a- every 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 link to their one year of success in the last 100-plus years, yeah. I mean, they shipped them all away yesterday. And yeah, it, I think they're going to be fine, you know, in, in a few years because that, that's a well-run team. So for, for the sake of the, of, of the discussion here, I'm going to throw them in there just because that was a really – it was just a sad day, and you, I, I know I, I know quite a few Cubs fans, and nobody was a uh, pumped up about the prospects yesterday. Well, they were just like, "Oh, give me a few days, I'll get back to you." <laughs> so basically, but you could—I'm sure you can agree with me on this. Yesterday was a lose-lose for the Cubs because if you hold on yes, to those was. guys, you hold on to those guys. You, you, what the hell are you doing? But you give up, and it's like, well, this is really the end, and you know, it's going it. to be going to be a couple years until we're probably competing again. So. They had no choice, you know. They had no choice but but to do it. It just really, it just really sucked to see. And, it, uh, and I know it was it was a day that Cubs fans have been dreading for, for about the last month. So that sucks. Probably you know, last year. I mean, I, I, I think, truly, truly, I think it was inevitable because I mean, the Cubs, up until you know when they combined no hit the Dodgers last month. You know, at the time, it's like they were within a handful of games. They still were in striking distance. And then they went and, what, lost 11 in a row or something like that? Yeah, right after that. that, Yeah, when that happened, it was like, you know, they saw the writing on the wall. Like, this was – They knew. This is it. They knew. Yeah. So, well – And, you know what, and just just to add add real quick, you know, I thought that the the A's had had a nice deadline. You know, the Phillies had a pretty decent deadline too. And just the notables, you know. I am excited to see what the uh, the A's do. I, I, I like – obviously, I talked to, you know, our buddy Ferris last yes. couple of days a lot. And, um, you know, it was funny because we were talking the other night about Chaffin coming in and he sucked right right away. But, you know, I think the rest yeah. of the season he'll be fine. But you get a Starling Marte coming in, hitting in the two-hole behind Canna and in, in front of Olsen uh, and Loriano and Chapman. I mean, that's, that's fine. His other guys can start hitting and then um, – Obviously, uh, you know, the, the starting rotation for the A's has been pretty damn good. It's kind of what's been keeping them afloat. So I am, I am curious. I don't, I don't know if they can win the West anymore. You know, it's like six games, but tough. definitely yeah. think they can hold on to that wild card spot. Um, the Mariners have been fun to watch, especially, especially recently. I, I, I don't get why they gave up Kendall Graveman and then ultimately go get Diego Castillo. Uh, that didn't make sense to me, but um, – you know, I do think the Mariners fade eventually, but I, uh, you know, just a couple other teams, obviously, like like Boston goes and gets Schwarber, uh, Yankees get Rizzo Yankees. and Gallo. You know, the Yankees will now lose every game nine to seven uh, <laughs> instead of seven to five. So uh, oh, they man. didn't really do anything <laughs> to address their real need, which was pitching. Uh, so there were no pitchers, right? I, there, I, no pitch. there, there was two pitchers. Well, reliable pitchers, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course the Phillies do something like that. <laughs> but, right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, ultimately, uh, Rob and I agree, Giants have a B deadline, um, but hopefully, and should be enough to at minimum get them into the postseason. Will it be enough to hold on to this NL West lead over the Dodgers? Time will tell. Um, we'll see. You know, I don't. We don't face them again until September back in San Francisco. Um, August is going to be a very telling month. I know the Giants have some road trips, but against some beatable teams, I know they have to play the Cubs again. Um, uh, I think they have the Diamondbacks a couple of times, which that's great. So, you know, now I'm, I 
maybe in our next episode, we'll do kind of like an August uh, preview and just look at the next three, four weeks. And because I think uh, I, I'm really curious what standings are going to look like come September 1st. So right. Giants are going to get a lot of dudes back in these in the month of August. So this is yeah. going to they're getting guys back at the right time and just stay healthy. Stay healthy, yeah. sustain it. Once they get back, they need to stay back because that's what a lot of fans were have been banking on these last uh, few weeks. Oh, we're this is, this is going to be like getting three or four players at the deadline. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Just, yes, if, if, Please. if they stay healthy, they're free additions, uh, you know, yes. on top of what we've already done. So, right. yeah, again, hey, Giants Chatter, thank you very much uh, again for the trade deadline yesterday. That was great. If you're not on Giants Chatter on Facebook, go join. Just type in Giants Chatter on the search bar and join. And then, um, you know, we appreciate all your feedback, especially regarding Say Hey Podcast. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, leave us a nice little comment. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so, Rob, good seeing you, buddy. Good seeing you, buddy. And, uh, you know, until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get swept. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done. It's bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.